In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner in crime, I'm going back to old school, is... Travis Ratz. Travis I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that you couldn't come up with something a little more creative. Dude, we're not at my house. We're podcasting at your house, and so I'm all thrown off. I don't have time to do I know, this the stuff. AC is the AC out. Is not working. If there's no lamp in the kitchen, yes. we're in the dark staring at each other. I don't know what's other. going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so anyways, Comic Exposure, thanks for tuning in. On Comic Exposure, uh, we read comic books, hence the name. And we also uh, we also talk about graphic novels and trades. So what we do is we uh, read a graphic novel or a trade, we bring a guest on, and we talk about it. So guess what? We also expose ourselves. <laughs> no, no, no. We no. have our guest. Our guest today is a, a good friend of mine who is going to be getting married at the end of this week. This, that's, that's, imp- that's good. Yeah. That's some big commitment right there. Big, that, that you're spending a week before your wedding with us. Yeah, and not like puking Get or some something. Bro so time. This is, this is actually his this bachelor is, party. This, <laughs> oh, you got comic books? You want to read some comic books with me? <laughs> yes. So, so why don't you actually introduce our guest? Everybody? Uh, this is uh, what you just I, said. I, this is our guest. You didn't say his name. I did. This is our our guest, Jonathan. Did I say Jonathan? Uh, no, you didn't. This say is our guest, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I don't hey, think you said my name. The show. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say his John name. John is on the show. Yeah, welcome, bud. And so, uh, the question we always start off every podcast, Jonathan, since the name of the podcast is Comic Exposure. We always ask our guests, what has up till now, what has been their exposure to comic books? Yeah, well, my first exposure, I think, was back when I was a, a little kid, man. My uh, my dad was really into comics when he was a kid. He, he collected all, all sorts of comics, mostly Marvel. Um, but, yeah, back when I was, as, as far back as I can remember, going through my dad's boxes of comics that he had, you know, looking at Amazing Fantasy 15 and... and uh, yeah, so many you know iconic comic books and now most people those. will go through their dad's boxes of porn. <laughs> Not Jonathan. John he, with he, his... he 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 just moved right past those those biggins and jugs <laughs> and went right to the Spider Man. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, my dad um, was probably not cool enough to have porn in the house. He, he was a nerd like myself. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Jonathan, I hid a porn book underneath the house. Shh, don't tell your mother. <laughs> Trust me, I was searching the house high and low when I was a kid. All I found was comic books everywhere. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. I think it existed in my dad's dresser drawer when I was younger because I, I have a vague memory of like opening it and seeing it there. Yeah. But I think once I became um, uh, of age, like they were like, remove all of it from the house. Or you became a lot better at hiding it When my you? dad gave me the sex talk, here's how the sex talk, talk went. One of his coworkers, who was Christian, uh-huh. gave him a book. Of, like It's like about, like, it's basically the, like, hello God, it's me puberty version <laughs> for males. And he gives it to me. He goes, hey, you know, uh, you're, you know, you're getting uh, older, so uh, read this book. If you have any questions, uh, let me know. <laughs> I go, dad, my friends would never not lie to me about sex. I will know everything from them. Yeah. I don't have to read a book. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, back to Jonathan's comics experience. Because you're actually, your dad has a really sweet collection, and you're going to be psyched about this. Tell him some of the, the issues that your dad has. Oh, yeah. My dad has, has most of the comics you can think of. He has X-Men number one, uh, Daredevil number one, Avengers number one, Thor, uh, Punisher, you know, tons of comics. Tons of, just boxes upon boxes. And, and uh, that's what got me into it, really. You know, see my dad's... 
uh, collection. Um, it really got me into collecting comics, but knowing how much my dads were worth, I started getting into it just, just you know, oh, that comic looks cool, and that's number one. I'm going to I'm gonna pick it up, yeah. you know? The and, 90s uh, when you bought that's everything exactly was when it number was. one. Everything was yeah. a number one. Yeah, exactly. Like, yep. ooh, this variant cover... It like when you turn it, it makes different stuff. Like I had like, do you have like yeah. those? You remember those Spider-Man ones that had the hologram covers on them? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, was it what anniversary was it? I can't remember what, but they were like, it was it was Spider-Man anniversary, and so every there were like four Spider-Man titles, and everyone had like a hologram cover on it. Had all those. Had that sweet Todd McFarlane one. I like the the, the I hated the foil ones. The foil yeah. ones where you're like, I can't see the image on it or whatever it is. But image had some sweet, sweet covers. Like yeah. it was all about like, what can we do? I mean, yeah. remember when like in the '70s when didn't Kiss put blood into like one of their uh, the ink of one of their uh, issues? Kiss number one has their blood in it. They put it and they went into like the the ink and they all drew their blood into it. So if you have a, a copy huh. of Ish, uh, Kiss number one, you have that is, uh, that's ridiculous. You have hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. And some other don't read that book, kids. Various yeah. various STDs. Uh, and then remember, like I had Blood Strike from I think it was Blood Strike or Young Blood from Young Image, Blood, and the cover yeah. had blood on it. <laughs> yeah, could, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could feel, you could feel it. It was textured. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It was pretty ridiculous. It was pretty ridiculous. Um, so comics from no, a really, no, I, okay, sorry, uh, so comics from like a, a young age. I'm going to ask you. Let's since you have a comic background, what is your who's your favorite comic book character? Since we can ask you this, you have like a a background in comics. What's your favorite comic book character? It's it, it's tough to pick one. It is. I, I would kind of have to go, I think, either with Captain America or, or Spider-Man, you know, the two classics. Captain America, Spider-Man. Yeah. What is it about Captain America that makes you want to pick Captain America? Well, can we tell what you do? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. Uh, Jonathan's a, 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 a sheriff deputy. Sheriff deputy? Deputy sheriff. Uh, deputy sheriff. Deputy sheriff. No, he's, no, or you're, a sheriff's he, deputy. A sheriff's deputy. Yeah. But not uh, the sheriff. He's, yeah. he's himself, yeah. not the sheriff. Yeah, people call me the sheriff all the time. Yeah. Like, sheriff, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he is... Um, one of the things about Jonathan, they have to, you hang around with them for like three hours, and one of the first things you'll 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 discover is how forthright and like honest this guy is. Like he's he's such a boy. He's really the Cyclops of. He's got a, a, a very strong moral compass, and he's he's got a very clear um, line between you know like okay, so this he, is the right thing to do. And he's so we the always Cyclops of the X Men or the Captain America, America of the, of the Avengers. Avengers. No, right, we always right. tease him about it. He's like, such a Captain America, yeah. nerd. especially like the Captain America in the movie versions. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, such man, a nerd. Such a yeah. America. <laughs> Trying right. to curse too much, you know. And <laughs> so Ca- Captain America. All right, so Captain America is one of your faves. What about Spider Man resonates with you? What about Spider Man resonates Spider-Man? with you? Uh, Spider Man, I think just yeah, growing up with my dad's comics, yeah. reading his his classic Spider Man, um, you know, and and, and just Spider-Man being a teenager, you know, reading those when I was a kid, growing up with my own problems and difficulties, you know, and kind of insecurities as a kid, you know, kind of related to uh, Peter yeah. Parker, you know. Better Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield or uh, Toby Maguire? I was about to say Toby Keith. <laughs> You'd be the best Spider-Man. America! Um, Toby Maguire, for sure. Maguire. Yeah, I, I thought Andrew Garfield was was way too cool to be Peter Parker. I wasn't going to agree with you. Yeah. He, was way, he seemed way too cool you to be Peter skateboard. Parker. He had a skateboard. Yeah. Skateboarder, smooth talker. You yeah. Know, just, yeah. yeah. Sweet haircut. I thought he was I thought he was witty like Spider-Man. Very so witty, those yeah. parts were witty, but then I was like, but he's like, he's not nerdy enough. Yeah, Spider-Man doesn't use hair. I'm, I'm interested about the new guy, like the new kid who's going to play Spider-Man. He looks like he's 12. Yeah, he looks uh, really young. A British kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm interested in how that's going to work. I love how all of our superheroes are British. Like, I know, literally, right? Literally, yeah. like a ton of like Batman was British. 
Superman is British. Is he Australian or British? Australian. It isn't Australian. Whatever it is. Same thing, not, right? I don't, not I don't like him. My American Wolverine <laughs> is Australian. Yeah. Like, this is enough. Let's stop exporting our superheroes. Yeah. Let's breed some American superheroes. America. Um, <laughs> so, I guess one last question before uh, we start talking about our subject for the day is, um, I know you, you grew up reading comics, and you, and you have a, 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 you know, Jonathan and I always go to the, the comic, we've been going to the Comic-Con uh, together for the last couple of years. Um, how how long has it been since you've been into comics? Do you do you still pick them up on a regular basis? Uh, after, before what we just gave you to read, uh, how long has it been since you sat down and actually read through something new? So yeah, to be honest with you, this is uh, the first comic I've read in, in years. You know, um, yeah, growing up reading comics, uh, collecting you know all those Image comics, Young Blood mm-hmm. and Spawn and all those. You know, and and uh, then you know life kind of happens. You get busy. And, yeah. And comics get expensive going every Wednesday to pick them up, you know. So it, it's yeah. been a really long time since I've I've actually read through a run or, or. Uh, I think uh, uh, wasn't it Lennon who said that um, uh, life is what happens when you're uh, busy reading comics. I think so. I think that's, that's exactly. the quote from him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay, yeah. So this is it's gonna be great, man, because you you you're familiar with the the medium in a way that's more so than a lot of our guests. Although we've had we have had comic yeah. readers yeah. on on the show, but it's been a while. So we're. I, at the end, of the, I'm going to ask you a question. At the end of this, is and you save it for then. But does this make you? Does this comic that we gave you, Hawkeye uh, Fractions, Hawkeye? Does this make you want to get back into reading comics? Okay. All right. All right. So our book today is if Travis just told us our book today is a uh, Hawkeye. And we're going to read uh, Matt Fractions Hawkeye. So this is a critically acclaimed run on Hawkeye. Uh, about two and a half years old, three years old, I think. Uh, so. And it took forever. It just finished over the summer. Hawk, the last issue came out over the summer. I was super happy to finally get the last issue. I was like, oh, it's done. In fact, it took so long to come out that there were already two issues of all new Hawkeye on the stands. Before with Lemire? The, yeah, Jeff with Lemire. Jeff Lemire writing it before they finished this one. So there's oh, this wow. weird, over, like they started the next story before his finished. And But I would say, having waited, for, I'm going to lay my hand out on the table right now. Uh, it was worth the wait. It's it's always it was always worth the wait with all the kind of gaps in this and kind of the wait time in here. But so we're reading Hawkeye. My life is a weapon. Uh, Fractions new take on Hawkeye with uh, David Aja on uh, art. Faja. Faja. David Aja on art. Uh, he does issues one through three in this. Javier Polito, who we saw when we read Polito. when we read She Hulk, does issues four through five. Matt Hollingsworth is on colors. Uh, Chris. Eliopoulos is on letter, is letterer, and David Aja does a bunch of the covers for this, and we'll kind of want we'll talk about that when we get there. So, uh, Travis, if you could do a two minute summary of this, no, I've done the last. Oh, two you weeks. did the last. I've two done weeks. the last two weeks. All right, so I got to do two minutes summary. I did. So, yeah, I'll do two minutes. It's not even going to take two minutes. Yeah, because it's pretty. It's pretty simple. So, Hawkeye. Uh, this run on Hawkeye, especially this first part, introduces us to the Avenger who has no powers. Right. So it's kind of lovable misfit uh, Hawkeye. Uh, uh, I would say it's more Clint Barton. Yeah, more Clint Barton than Hawkeye. And you kind of see his, what's it like when he's not with the Avengers? What's he doing? And so this issue is kind of about, uh, he lives in a... Uh, a Van down by the river. A van down by the river. In a rundown kind of apartment building that's been taken over by Russian broski mobsters. Uh, <laughs> Russian mobsters who take, or like Eastern European must, uh, yeah, mob, yeah. mobsters. They take over the building and it's him trying to like protect the people he lives with in this building. And then there's kind of a side story you hit 
where he and Kate Bishop, uh, another Hawkeye, the late, the like girl Hawkeye from the Young Avengers, uh, they go on kind of uh, an adventure to save uh, a videotape that's leaked from uh, from Shield. So right, but an that, assassination yeah. tape. Is yeah, leaked. it's really a story that. Yeah, it's excellent. That's excellent summary. I think I think it's really a story that centers around his apartment complex. Yeah. and the Russian uh, mafia who's uh, moving in. Yeah. In, in this community, and so we see Hawkeye going from a global su- international superhero, uh, which he is in still some ways. He's very James Bondish that sometimes we can talk about, but also it's more it's a smaller community. It's definitely like street level like book. So okay. when we talk about like we read Daredevil before, and Daredevil's a real street level hero, um, Moon Knight street level hero, mm-hmm. but Hawkeye's running with the Avengers. But this is like a nice like he's on the ground. You right. know what I mean? He's not. There's a couple scenes where he's doing, like, bigger-than-life stuff, but the main crux of the Fraction story is him as a street-level guy kind of saving the people around him. And I think a good place to start on this is to uh, talk about the titular character's history in comics first and how we've seen him kind of rendered or what has been our impression of Hawkeye up until reading this book. So, Jonathan... um, you know, like, what, what what has been your impression of the character Hawkeye in different renditions? Have you come across them in your early years of reading comics? Uh, if so, where do you stand in, like, your favorites? Or, um, that's a lot of questions at you. Yeah. <laughs> Answer them all. Yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so Hawkeye as a kid in the 90s, you know, he was always kind of a, a third-rate character, you know. Your, your West Coast Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember playing the... Uh, that, that 90s arcade, the, yeah, the Avengers, remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You had what? Vision, you had Hawkeye. Um, Iron Man and Captain America, yeah, I think, were yeah. the four. Like, I was yeah. like, why is Vision in this? Who is this guy? <laughs> I don't Nobody knew Vision going into it, I think. I, I didn't know who Vision was, but yeah, Vision was always a cool character to play. But yeah, I, I feel like Hawkeye was always, you know, the fourth yeah. player. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, I got Hawkeye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you come in last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Maybe if he wouldn't so, get so fun-dip addicted, you would be here on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's kind of my my whole experience with with this character. You know, as a kid, uh, didn't pay too much attention to him. You know, it, then in the movies, he's he's always kind of in, a, in the background doing his own thing. You know, mm-hmm. I had a bigger role in this uh, newest Avengers movie, uh, which was really neat to see it, it, his background kind of delve deeper into his character. Right. Yeah, you kind of got to see what he was like as a person instead of just being you know the, the Archer. So, Travis, what's your what is your impression of our, uh, Hawkeye um, before you read this? So. If you had a ranking, I, I, I never, I never. Uh, Avengers wasn't my thing, man. It w- yeah. wasn't my bag, baby. X Men was uh, your bag, right? Uh, yeah, and so I always found that Avengers was, it, it was, it bordered almost on like the DC version of Marvel, like you know mm-hmm. these kind of larger than life characters. Uh, but I always, I've always loved Archers in, across the board, any comics from Green Arrow. To, but you know they're always kind of in the background. But it's so something that's cool about having his weapon is what makes him right. Yeah, early sure. Hawkeye I feel like was uh, just kind of centered around him being this cool weapon. In reading this now and and watching the show uh, Arrow and look at this. Having a bow is the stupidest fucking power <laughs> there is. It's useless. Maybe in a world where there are no guns, but like his his correct me if I'm wrong. But this is the whole thing with Hawkeye is that he he's a, an expert marksman, but only, only with the bow and arrow. Only with the bow and arrow. Well, he throws something. No, no, something. Yeah, 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 not in this. Yeah. I think he, there's one one part where he uses a, a penny or a card or, or something. Yeah, in there. he couldn't so. he couldn't break that bottle with that uh, penny. Remember, like he was trying to break it and he couldn't yeah. even do it on the rooftop. He oh, can't even do a party yeah. trick, man. <laughs> uh, he's like doing this. You know, I was like, 
He's like a lame ass version of Bullseye who can turn anything into a weapon. He can and so, in, at least in this version, and um, and at least in the movie version, what we've seen so far is he's an expert marksman, but really more so with the bow and arrow. Yeah. You know, like, and I just don't think that when when you live in a world of guns. And guns and combats can do anything. They can shoot nets. They can shoot like big uh, uh, boxing glove things. <laughs> you can shoot missiles. Well, that's what his it, bow and arrows do too. Yeah, man. and I, so I, I immediately am like, it's a cool. He's always had a cool outfit. I thought really. I like the design. Oh of it. man, I like that the old design. Of it. Outfit the old one with the yeah. things yeah. on it. No, no, <laughs> man, it's terrible. Yeah, right? it, it was bad. Yeah. You know, my favorite Hawkeye is, and this goes for a lot of when superheroes. He wears a dress? Is no when they pull the mask down. When they have like the mask and they uh-huh. pull it down, and it's just like around their back. Like it's like a mini cape, okay. yeah, like yeah. a hood almost. Like a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how I want all my superheroes to fight. <laughs> uh, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this, and but so that's that's kind of like been my thing with Hawkeye is that he's always, I, I, he's been always a staple of the Avengers. Yeah, never one of the big powers, but I always thought that like uh, as a kid, it's something that was fun pretending because when you play with your friends, it was always fun pretending to have the bow and yeah. arrow, you know? Because well, you had a like cool no one else has guns, right? No one else has anything that they actually like. There's no weapon. Everybody right, else like right. Cap- well, Captain America has a shield, but yeah, Iron so you're Man just shoots. going like with, you're just yeah. your palm out and be like <laughs> pew, 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 right? right, and that's all Iron Man does. And I guess Thor has a hammer, but there's just something that archery thing. It reminds me of like playing Zelda as a kid and stuff like that. All those sort of things, like when you see Hawkeye. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Hawkeye was never the cool the cool character, never, right? Yeah. Anytime you see a West Coast Avengers cover, you're like, who's the dude in purple? Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> Who is that guy? But he always uh, had a sense of humor, though. He was always the yeah. one on the team with kind of the lighthearted one. Yeah. And so how has your impression changed after reading this, John? How, how has your impression of Hawkeye changed after... Who's your Hawkeye now after reading this? What do you think about it? It's a loaded question. It is a loaded <laughs> Who's your Hawkeye now, buddy? Who, who's your Hawkeye, John? Huh? Who's your Hawkeye now? Well, yeah, this comic was awesome. I, I loved it, you know, so I'll, I'll play my cards right now. It was a really, really good read, really fun read. And this Hawkeye... Uh, grounded, you know, mm-hmm. kind of smaller level, uh, street level, like you said earlier, uh, was just yeah, fun to read. That that car chase was awesome. Oh, you know, it's one of my favorite. That, yeah. like, I think that's my favorite issue in here. It is. I think is so. That, yeah. is that, it's very. It's like this real seventies yeah. like. It's like, like a um, fucking Burt Reynolds. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The seventies like Challenger and everything a little bit, but you yeah. know, it's like it's yeah. Yeah, it's really a, it's a, it's a really cool part. Yeah, it was it was a good use of his his trick arrows. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was yeah. like to make fun of it, but not make fun of it. Like he yeah, does, exactly, he right. does a good job of like, yeah, I've got a bunch of trick arrows, boomerang arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boomerang. Got to have boomerang arrow. Which all right, the boomerang arrow. He shoots it. All right, mm-hmm. the boomerang arrow is supposed to come back, right. but it doesn't come back to him. It comes back to the target that he clearly missed. So that boomerang arrow knows when it's past the target it was supposed to hit, and then we'll move back to that spot. I'm going to call bullshit the boomerang arrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe like it's just a trajectory where you shoot it, so it comes back like a boomerang. Yeah, it's horseshit. Like it's a boomerang horseshit. physics. I got you. I yeah. got you. Well, physics. Yeah, I think the boomerang arrow was used twice in, yeah. in this comic. I, I think when he used it, he knew what he was doing. He shot it at a specific target. It came back, and it, it struck the yeah. guy in the back of the neck. Yeah. I Don't think you when, defend this. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I think he knew what he was doing, but when... When, when Katie Bishop yeah. shot it, she had no idea that you, yeah. you know what it was going to do. She missed her target, and it, and it came back and still hit him. So yeah. it, it was more kind like of faulty. It's more like a heat-seeking boomerang on this point. Um, what about you, Josh? Um, so like, uh, your your impression from uh, Hawkeye and, and, and coming into this, um, uh, more, more so I, I want to know uh, what, what 
is the change that puts it over the edge. Because you love this book. I do. I really do and love I, this I, book. Here, and here are my cards, guys. I also love this book. <laughs> um, but I, I want to know so, what's what's different about the Hawkeye in this that you that you think makes that puts him over the edge. There's this there's this humor and this sense of acknowledgement that he knows he's he has no powers, right? And it's the same thing. So in the newest Avenger movies, Hawkeye makes this st- he makes this little uh, speech to Scarlet Witch. I hate about Jeremy how, Renner so much. I hate about, him. <laughs> about how he is like, look, I'm running around with a bow and arrow, and that's stupid, right? Yeah. And so there's this acknowledgement that his power is kind of kind of goofy, but you kind of see him. There's just something really likable about the character in this. So it's not otherworldly. He's not fighting aliens. He's not out there doing crazy stuff. I mean, he is at times, but but the whole the last couple episodes, the last couple issues where he's kind of like. International man of mystery. Even that, he's like a goofy. He's making this guy makes a lot of yes, mistakes. Yes, and I think I think that that's that's kind of the endearing part about it is you see him make these mistakes, and you kind of go, oh, if I were like really good at shooting a bow and arrow, maybe that you know, like if I just practiced enough, I could be Hawkeye, right? Yeah, right. I can't. I'm not going to be Thor. I'm not going to be the Hulk. But like, he's a relatable guy because he makes mistakes. He doesn't really have a superpower. He's just really good at something, right? So he put in the how many hours are you supposed to put in? Uh, ten thousand. Ten thousand hours. hours. Yeah. He put in ten thousand and one hours to be good at this. And I, you know what? I really love Aja's art on it. There's just this sort of like simple, like there's just something beautiful about how simple it is, and it harkens back to me. The colors are great. I think I think it's this old school comic book style, but it also has like modern day humor and some modern day kind of heart to it right right but it no, reminds right. me of like it reminds me of reading we read old daredevil and that's re- that's what it reminds, it reminds me of. a lot of old daredevil so that street level thing always so my favorite marvel characters are daredevil and hawkeye like right now this this run on hawkeye is great i love daredevil um the big larger than life characters I just don't relate to you very well, but but Spider Man, he's a, he's got superpowers, but he's like a kid, so like right. he's leading that double life where you kind of you can relate to him. Right. It's hard to relate to Thor because he's a Norse god. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? and like, when you when you have those those big those big powers and those the larger in life characters, their problems become larger in life, and so all of a sudden the details that make this comic book great yeah. about as far as the plot details are concerned. Yeah. On a big hero comic book, it's always about like some weird spell or magic or cosmic thing where you have to be like, what? Like the MacGuffins are all unrelatable and yeah. and the missions are all uh, above your head and so extraordinary that you just, you just you read it and you're like, oh, there's some stuff beyond what I can figure out. They're going to like cosmic libraries yeah. and yeah. shit and writing surfboards that fly on their own. Like, <laughs> but this guy, he's like, yeah. he buys a car and then wrecks it and he's pissed off about it. You're like, okay, I get you. Yeah, I'm relatable. That. So I, that's, that's a good hey, one, Josh. This, it's not in this in this volume. I don't want to talk about well, something that's in this volume that makes it even more relatable. So in the next volume, in volume two... Um, we're talking about this fall. I know, I know, but just just to kind of <laughs> clearly say. So, what's the? Uh, I can't remember the hurricane that hit New York. What? Uh, it would have been a couple of years ago. The big one. What was it? Um, crap. Why well, can't I remember what it is? Sandy. I don't live in New York. Was it Sandy? Sandy? Yeah. Yeah. So the big hurricane that hit New York. There's an issue of this where literally he's like helping out his buddy move his dad out of his ha- like move stuff out of his basement because the hurricane's gonna hit. And it's super, it's super endearing, uh, and you really, like, there's the whole scene in here with the dog, in this volume with the dog, yeah. and with the kids, where he's, you know, like, uh, the, the, like, 
the families that he's dealing with, it just seems all very kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah like the barbecue's up on the rooftop. Yeah, the barbecue and up on the rooftop. Yeah. There's this whole sort of like cool vibe to it where like he's a relatable guy. And, and that's why I love Fractions Hawkeye. Yeah, because yeah. the thing with. I, no, no. That's right. Yeah, with. with with this Hawkeye is, you know, he was bested multiple times in this comic. You know, yeah. he, he gets taken from behind and, and he gets, he gets bagged and hooded and everything. Him, yeah. Right? Yeah. Always. And so you get to kind of see him overcome those things or not even overcome. Someone has to bail him out. Right. right. But then he's like, now nah, we got to keep going. You know? Yeah. I, 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 one of the reasons I wanted, uh, uh, I loved to have done a Captain America with Jonathan, but the reason I, I, I thought this was going to work because I think this is where comics are going. A lot of people are picking up on this type of storytelling with their heroes yeah. and making them more street-level characters. But this isn't where... When you stopped reading comics a couple years ago, this isn't. This wasn't around. This, this type of storytelling wasn't around, I don't think. No, uh, not at all. Yeah, yeah, and so it's a different way of looking at, uh, uh, of, at characters. Now, for me, people have been telling me uh, for years since this started coming out, you got to read this book. It's great. It's great. It's great. And I'd go to the bookstore and I'd always pass by. I'd pick it up and I'm like, oh, everyone keeps telling me this is awesome. And then I'd flip through it and the art, which I've come to love, was it's what kept me away from it because I'm, I'm seeing Hawkeye and when, I, and when I see these drawings of Hawkeye, they were so different than what I'd come to expect from a superhero book. That I was like, I don't know, like the art, it looks like he's just kind of talking in here and like stuff. So I didn't pick it up for years, even though I knew it was going to be good because everyone I respected said it was good. When you kind of open it up and I'm like, hey, read this, you're going to be on the podcast. You picked it up, you read the first couple pages. How did the art hit you? And was that, did it, did it deter you? Did it encourage you to read more of it? No, actually pretty similar to you. When I first flipped through it, when he gave it to me, I just kind of flipped through the pages, you know, looked at the art and, uh. It the art feels more more grounded, more you know low key, and, and uh, it, it did kind of turn me off at first. And, and then after you get past the first two or three pages, I fell in love with the art. Right. You know, I thought Aja did a fantastic job yeah. with this. I, I absolutely loved it. It's like yeah, those, the colors and everything yeah, too. Yeah, wow. yeah, Hollingsworth. The colors in this are. I love how flat it is. Right. So there's the thing that drives me nuts about. So there's this era in like the late '90s, early 2000s of DC Comics and. Uh, it, well, there's a great example in the back of this. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't even read that. There's it was a, so off. There's a young Avengers in the back of this, and I just can't handle that sort of like Photoshoppy color. Where like I'm gonna use, I'm gonna make a gradient on this so it looks three dimensional by putting shade and stuff it's just in it. Super flat. It just yeah, looks. Yeah. I can't handle it. There, there's this. There's this whole lot of comics that did that in the late '90s, and it really reminds me of like DC's house style of stuff. You know what I'm talking about, Travis? Like that kind it's, of like... Yeah, and it's definitely X-Men in the late 90s. Yeah, X-Men's yeah. in the late 90s is that same thing. But early 90s X-Men is all flat, right? Like Because right. you that sort of era with uh, with Liefeld and Lee, Lee, and, Lee and, 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 you know, but they started doing that kind of gradient with Photoshop or however they color it. And it just drives me nuts. But I think Hollingsworth colors really kind of nail mood and tone in this. Really good. The more we do these podcasts, the more I'm exposed to different types of art, the more the harder it is for me to go back to that, which I used to like and mm-hmm. used to be the standard and be like, I had no problem with it. But when it was juxtaposed in the yeah. same trade with Aja's art, like I was just like, this is, it's tasteless. It's formless. It's, 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 where's the, sp- it's where's stock, the, right? yeah, where's it's the style? Stock. Where's the style to it? And Aja has, his style is, fantastic there's so many like little tiny things in here 
So one example is when uh, he's drawing back the bow and he's going to shoot, and Kate is talking to him. And so, like, he somehow manages to freeze time yeah, right. on one page while Kate is saying while something she's talking, to him. Right? While she's yeah. talking, right? While she's talking. And so you see her, each panel underneath him drawing back the bow is like a letter out of her mouth as she's saying something. And literally, Aja puts you in slow motion. I love on, that On the sequence. page. And it's such a cool, interesting thing for him to do. And he does these little bits. So we were talking about the, the car chase one. He does all these little bits where he, like, shows you the tip of the arrow and it, it's such a like old school comic thing to do to kind of like look here's his you know like right. it seems simple <clears throat> right Stan Lee yeah. would like and this is his blah blah right and he'd show you the arrow on it and they all look relatively the same to be honest <laughs> but there's a there's little difference <laughs> between them yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's this idea and we read Prophet a long time ago and there's a page in Prophet where he shows like uh, all the guy's tools, and we just talked about that. What book? What other book was it? Uh, oh, Apocalyptic Girl. Apocalyptic Girl, where there's a page where it shows her tools, and you're like, that's something where it's such a, it's something you can, you do really well in comic books. It's a trope, yeah. And, and it's such a fun thing, and, and Aja does like a fantastic job of of building that. So, Jonathan, uh, going through these stories, you know, the, the, it really does take... It's almost like an episode of the week type thing. This would turn into a t, uh, TV series oh, very oh, easily. Oh, yeah. Very Because they're yeah. all one arcs. Um, but they... But they as you finish the trade, they don't seem connected, but they're so subtly connected that by the time you read it, you get a sense that they're together. So what was your favorite mini-story in here out of all of these? Uh, yeah, the mini-story that I liked the most was with that car chase when he met that girl. Yeah. And, and then he... he he really loved that that seventies Challenger, you know. And yeah, yeah, he was yeah. talking to her about it, and and, and then the car chase had and he boned her. Just, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he yeah. boned her real good. Yeah, yeah. Boned her real good, Hawkeye. <laughs> Which is something you don't see in superhero comics. You don't see him get his, that much. His, no. uh, yeah, right. Hawkeye on, you know. Again, it's like an old school thing, though. Like they would have hinted at it in like a Daredevil comic. They wouldn't have like right out saw it. I like how they put the little Hawkeye, the Hawkeye thing Hawkeye over his. Oh yeah, when he's jumping, yeah. That's such a hilarious. Like again, it's a good way to make fun of. Like the medium, they're poking fun at their own character, but, and his like, old costume, yeah, and too, and like know? a really good way. And it's such a it's such a kind of cool way to do it. Uh, uh, the way the way they said in there, I, that which that's probably my favorite one out of this batch too. Is I, that car? Chase. Yeah, I like the car one, um, and I like the second part of the uh, the James Bond the uh, tape. Yeah, the tape where he goes back and gets the tape. And he's working with God, I forget her Kate. name, Kate, because I never know her as the female. I didn't know there was a female Hawkeye. Right. Um, uh, when he's, he's working with Kate Bishop, and you know she's going incognito as this woman, yeah. and then it, they get to this point where they're just like, um, they're screwed basically, yeah. and it's just like a, it's almost like a comedy of errors, you know. But they somehow pull it off. I really like that. It had a real Archer feel to me, like the yeah, no, yeah, pun, yeah, intent, yeah, no yeah. pun intended. Uh, but um, yeah, it had that kind of. Uh, James uh, Bond. So you went from that Smoking the Bandit car chase one where it's almost like they were trying to get a, a mini genre within the yeah, genre. Yeah. Like he was going for Steve McQueen, uh, Burt Reynolds oh, yeah. then. And then in the next arc, the next two stories, he w- it was all James Bond. Um, <clears throat> well, they do this thing throughout the series where when there's a guest artist, it really it's to tell you a different story. So the guest artist, when Polito does those, it takes you out of the story of the bros, mm-hmm. right? The Russian mobsters. Bro, bro. Yeah, and it <laughs> takes you out of that and tells you a different story. So the real story, the, so throughout the run of Hawkeye, that story that's told with um, the bros and the Russians is all done by Aja. 
But whenever someone needs to do a fill-in, it's kind of like an aside on something. So uh, there are some issues later on in the series that just focus on Kate. Like Kate takes off and goes out west. And so another artist comes in and does those stories about Kate out west. And you follow her and what she's doing. And then when it comes back to what's happening with Clint, it's Aja again. I really don't want to read about Kate going out west. It's no? actually it's actually really good. Those yeah. those issues are really good too. So the one issue, uh, go ahead, go ahead, John. yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah, no, I was going to say I thought Kate was a was a star in this this, this trade here. I, I thought yeah. she was awesome. Actually. I think she's super funny, right? Yeah, <laughs> super funny, and she and she kicks ass too. You know, yeah, yeah. Some of her shots were awesome. You know, when I she shot she that, those it. those five arrows at once, yeah, <laughs> yeah. shot all the dude's yeah. eyes out. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, they're not dead though. They're not dead. Like she's <laughs> angry that I just blinded him. <laughs> I don't respect her. She's a female. Um, <laughs> terrible. I loved her. I, she, she has a distinct personality. I couldn't figure out if there was, uh, like, I, the, you're, you immediately expect there to be, like, some kind of love interest right. in there. And there were a couple of shots of Kate, like, sitting on the bed when he leaves and things like that, which, which makes me think that there might be something developing there. But then I, I'm also, I also like how they didn't immediately jump into that. And it's more of just kind of like a mentor, uh, yeah, like an older brother sort of relationship. But where yeah, she might, be, seems like she might be hung up on him a little bit, but he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. It's not. But I like yeah. how they're not like Hawkeye isn't uh, uh, a shit ton better than her at what he does. Yeah, she's almost as equal in some scenes. Saves him. Yeah, and quite a few th- scenes saves. Quite him. a few scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She really does save his ass. Yeah, quite and a few times. She seems to be the more grounded of the two, of the two, which he needs. Yeah, because he gets himself in these situations where he's just what's what does he always say? He goes, I know this looks bad. This looks bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great way. I love like, this. Or this that. looks bad. Every yeah. episode is like, does that, can, does that continue through yeah, the series? Yeah, it's like this idea of like, man, this is not okay, right? Yeah. So yeah. he gets himself in trouble all the time. Uh, but, you know, I think I think the, the balance between him and Kate is really good. I think she plays off him really well. And I like that it's not a love interesty relationship, right? That they're right. like kicking butt together. So the series right now that Lemire is doing uh, is really like them. Right, it's like it might as well just be called Hawkeyes because, like, all the scenes, it's her, it's Kate and in in uh, Clint going out, and the background stuff is all on Clint's like childhood and stuff. But she, he's kicking butt right next to Kate the whole time. Okay, so it's it's a, those are so that's a kind of cool run too. But so let's talk about who outside of Kate and uh, Kate and Clint, John. Who was your favorite character to see outside of Kate and Clint? I thought uh, Kingpin made a pretty cool appearance in there, and you know, I didn't expect to see Kingpin in it. Um, seeing him pop up there, but at, yeah, as far as favorite other character um, or characters, I guess yeah, characters. There was like yeah, just a couple, you know, cameos in there. Like Captain America showed up, you yeah, know, and, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I thought, I thought Katie stole the show. You know what I mean? I thought, yeah. I thought she was the character in this comic book. You know, Clinton was awesome, but yeah. It, yeah, I got to go back to Katie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Travis, if you if, if it's not Clint, who's I gotta go your... the Bros, the Bros, the Bros, yeah. man. Yeah, were the villains funny, were yeah. cool. It was cool seeing a, like villains that cool. were like Aim or like uh, yeah, they were hench. They, they were, were like Hydra. Hench- you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean they were very henchman esque. Yeah, but they were also like uh, at the same time, it's they seem stupid, but. Because of the cultural stereotype, it's, yeah. it, it, I mean, they could have made him like really like sinister talking mafioso type, but they made it true to like what I feel like New York Russian uh, <laughs> yeah. one bro. of the gangsters bro. would be like, bro, seriously, bro. <laughs> yeah, And I like I liked how they were even at, at like a foot soldier level. 
they were a real challenge for Hawkeye. And you yeah. put, like, even two of them against him, it's not like, oh, he's going to easily, you know, double, like, like Larry right. Moe and Curly, like, poke him in the eyes. No, that's a real threat to him. And I liked how these regular henchmen were uh, a real threat to um, uh, Clint, taking us back to that whole street-level thing. Yeah, I think that... It would be great to see in a TV series, right? too, the bros. So yeah. I, there was something online uh, that was going around, because Netflix is doing all these all these TV shows, all these Marvel shows, and someone made a fake poster uh, for Kate as Hawkeye, so like oh, yeah? a Hawkeye series with Kate in it, and it was, uh, what's what's her name from Parks and Rec? Uh, Amy the, Poehler? No, like the sarcastic yeah, one. Yeah, the sarcastic yeah, one, yeah, like yeah, her as like, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. such... I saw that, and I was like, oh, if that were real... It'd I could so, see that. I could be so that. awesome. Yeah. And so you just need Clint to show up every once in a while, right? right you just need right. Uh, you just need Jeremy Renner to show up and be like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> if, if we can, if we can have a different flash for the movie yeah. than we can for the TV series, for God's sakes, let's recast. <clears throat> I, do, I don't like. I don't like Jeremy Renner. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of him yeah. at all. Yeah. And like they borrowed a lot of this. This was this was out way before the new Avengers probably was even as the round time was yeah. being written. They borrowed a lot of uh, Hawkeye's character <clears throat> as far as the, like, oh, I don't know, like, I'm just the regular guy and, like, that kind of humor. Yeah. They definitely infused Hawkeye with that more in this new Avengers than they had in the first Avengers and in that Thor movie where you yeah. see him. Yeah, Because he's much more Clint, except the fact that he's married and he has a kid in the cabin in the woods. Uh, I like I like Lucky, so the, Lucky the Dog. Lucky the Dog. Lucky the Dog. Lucky the Dog is one of my favorite characters. He's my least favorite character, and I was, I was like, God, why didn't you just, like... If you're gonna <laughs> hit a dog, hit it like hit it right. You know, <laughs> you're a terrible person. That back is pretty awesome. Back. <laughs> you like ruined two demographics of people: people who like dogs aren't gonna listen to us anymore. People who are women are gonna like. Yeah, as long as you like comics, we're in the same boat. <laughs> I like comics more after reading this comic book. Uh, this, uh, you know what? I can't. I can't sing the praises of the storytelling this enough. Like whether it's Fraction giving really because. This trade, unlike Image Trade, Image Trade always have like a bunch of extra stuff in it, and so you kind of you don't get all that extra stuff in here. But I really would like to know, and I I could probably look it up if I read some interviews. But I did a really piss poor job of getting ready for today's podcast. Uh, So I, you know, I'd like to know what the process is for the for writing this. Like, how much of the how much direction direction does Fraction give Aja, and and how much of these little tiny things. Are Aja because there's all sorts of like there are panels where uh, where there's a conversation between Clint and Katie on the phone right so it's later on in it and it's got this real sort of like Batman Returns like Dark Knight Returns sort of vibe where like it's lots of little boxes yeah, yeah, a lot of word balloons but it's done in this sort of like there's so much emotion in their face that doesn't show up in Dark Knight Returns. Right. right, yeah. Where it's yeah. like a stock. I'm on a TV face every time. It looks almost the same. Aja is able to really kind of put emotion in all those little panels, so it's not just what you're reading, but it's what you're seeing too. And I think he does like a really. There's some great angles in here, and some great like perspective, and some stuff that you just don't see in comic books. No, the, he's getting really creative. Like, yeah, there are at least a couple of moments in every issue. Uh, such as the the talking of the moving of the uh, saying the word while he's releasing the arrow, such as that conversation. There's some great ones uh, like jumping into um, uh, when they're escaping. Some yeah. great shots of that. Some great perspectives um, that where you could tell 
Aja is whether he's getting uh, a lead uh, from Fraction or not, whether he's be, you know saying hey do this, you could tell that Aja is enjoying the hell out of drawing oh, this yeah. book. Like he's having fun with it, and that comes through the art so much. You could just tell that oh that was so clever. It's 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 almost like his art is witty. If, yeah. can, can art be yeah. witty? Because <laughs> this art is definitely like it's very witty um, about itself, about the medium of comics. And about um, the the characters themselves. Like yeah. It, 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 the art. I've never. I, I I haven't read a book in this past year, and where the art is so much a part of the characterization of the main characters. Yeah. Um, I've certainly read a lot of books where the art is it's necessary and it drives the story, and the story wouldn't be the same without it. We were talking about witches and yeah. all that stuff, but this one, like the expressions that you were talking yeah. about and the way they do them, it helps get that. It helps me get that kind of fast-paced, ground-level life that we've been talking about, Clint. That we, where it's it's almost comic book strippy. It's almost like pop, like yeah. pop yeah. Uh, art. But there's just there's just this really kind of great um, characterization that comes out of this for all of these characters. Like you learn so much about Kate and Clint just through the way they're drawn. Right. Yeah. You the know? writing is great. I don't want to take anything away from. Mad Fraction, you know, the writing was fantastic. I just, yeah, like you guys said, the art really brings it out. You know, it, it really improves the writing that much more with these, you know, different frames in here, you know? And I think this is something that people getting into comics now, I, they're much more accepting of this type of art. But it's also, I think, if you were a 16-year-old, had seen the Avengers movie, and you liked Hawkeye as your favorite character, because it's somebody's kid's favorite character out there. I don't know how many. (laughs) And you go to the store, you're browsing Barnes & Nobles, your parents are, your mom's in the romance section, you're over, your dad's in the porn section, you're over here in the comic book (laughs) section, and you see Hawkeye, you're like, oh, I love the character Hawkeye. You pick it up, you flip through it, you put it immediately back if you're a 16-year-old kid who hasn't had a lot of exposure to comics, because it's not the Hawkeye... It's it's the Hawkeye that I think they would enjoy seeing and like, but it's not the the mainstream Hawkeye. No, it's not larger you know? than I, life. You know, and what so I mean? I'm, I'm torn. From can a comic book like this have a long life? I know that Jeff Lemire has jumped onto, it, but Jeff Lemire is is a huge talent in comics. So it's like handing the baton to a runner who's just as fast as you, like Jesse Owens, handing it off to Jesse <laughs> Owens, um, as opposed to could this. After he creates this character, Hawkeye, could he hand this series over to someone who is uh, not had as uh, big of success as Jeff Lemire has, and could it still be successful? Is there a place? Can comics like this survive for long runs like X-Men and uh, Batman and these long runs I can? D- I, don't th- I don't think so. I, what do you think, Jonathan? Do you think, this, like, do you think Fraction could have made this? So the comic book ended 22 issues. Do you think it could have gone on to... 300 level or do you think that there's like a point where it just can't yeah i think with a character like this you can only do do so much you know i don't know if if you could extend it that that far regardless of of how how good the writing is and and the art and everything you know i think with this character you can only go go so far just because he is not larger than life you know those like lower street level missions and stuff that he's doing yeah, I don't think you can extend this for years on end, you know? Right, right. I kind of I kind of like that we're moving to, in comics, this idea of we're going to let a creative team do their thing, tell their big story, and then they're done. And then we'll either reboot it or soft reboot it or however right. you want, right? And see something different. <clears throat> yeah, so Lemire's version is 
kind of the same, but it's not. It's not a street level sort of thing. They're dealing with they're dealing with like mutant children, so like kids who can think and make people kill themselves and stuff. And so it moves away from the bros, right, and taking bros. care of a street level problem bros. and gets them back into doing stuff with Shield. So him and right. Kate are going on missions. To do stuff, and you get a little bit of that in here when they go on this mission, missionary position. But, but the but the main crux of this is really kind of that low level stuff. But I like the idea of we let creators run with something for a little bit. They tell their story, and then we go, okay, let's let's let someone else do it their way. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I think uh, you said like they could hand it off, and it becomes someone else's. But the story itself, I could, you know, reading this, I could read like uh, 24 issues of him doing these kind of serial mm-hmm. one-shot missions, two-shot missions, and then I could go like 12 issues where he doesn't put on the costume or fight one one mission at all. It could be like a Love and Rockets or like yeah. an Archie-type comic book. If if Because these characters are so ground in the real world, I could go 12 issues without seeing Hawkeye fight crime once and just deal I, with... The civilian life of a superhero because his character has such a strong foundation in that. Well, I think that's a kind of. I think that's what this book does well. It really explores that. What's it like when you're not being a superhero, right? right? Like, what's your life like? And he's kind of the perfect guy to do it with because he doesn't have superpowers, right? You could do it with Iron Man, but Tony Stark's a douche, and no one wants no one who wants to read that. Yeah, no right? one cares about that. Character. Yeah, like yeah. no one, like Tony Stark. He gets to do whatever he wants. He has a perfect life when he's not Iron Man, or not maybe not perfect, but he's got lots of money. He can go travel wherever he wants, get any woman he wants, because he's Tony Stark. And so when he takes off the suit, it's just not as it's not as like relatable as this, as, as Clint is as a character, I guess. And so it's fun to see him just be Clint because you're like, man, this guy has to go run around with superheroes. And so there's a scene, again, I'm going to talk about the next volume, where he's with Spider-Man and Wolverine. And so, like, there's a little clip of an issue that starts where he's with Spider-Man and Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Wait, spoiler. And I know, I'm right? And, and he, uh, and it's like, it's like him, and he's like, he gets, his, he gets it handed to him, and, like, Wolverine's like, maybe you should take a vacation, dude. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's getting his butt kicked. I want to see Wolverine drawn by Aja. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it looks really good. My other question, what's, what is Clint's money situation working for the Avengers? It seems to be real up and down. Uh, I, like, yeah. I, he's like kind of living like a, like, a, like a college freshman, yet he'll pull out like stacks of money and pay rent for everyone. He's, is he like well, a monastic he's, lifestyle? Yeah, well, that's we like, said multiple times that, that he's rich. You know, he, yeah. he, he's got a ton of money from from Shield. You know, and the Avengers and everything. But yeah, he, he's living in the slums. He's living in, in like the Bronx. You know, with these bros. And we did steal a bunch of money. That's how we like like that money isn't his, right? Like, oh right, yeah, he, 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 yeah. The money that he, the money that he gets is he stole that money. To, the money is mine. Yeah, that he steals that money to go to pay off the the stuff. Right, he he goes to the poker game. I love the scene too where she comes in and gives him shit because his arrows are organized yeah and he's like i'm trying like i gotta go buy some like you know like labels and <laughs> i gotta get tape i gotta get tape yeah. to write down this stuff and like that that whole uh, that's the funny part about like mistake number one right <laughs> yeah i love that yeah like, i went from like nine down yeah to, like, he makes like, all, like, all the mistakes he made and they're like the mistakes that you and i would made like man i definitely shouldn't have gone to the grocery store today yeah when you've had a shitty day you <laughs> yeah. start trying to try and chase it back trace it back yeah. like, one ac went out <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right, so it's about that time of the podcast where we take a look at our favorite panels. Favorite panels. Right. All right. So, John, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us what your, what your favorite panel is and why it's your favorite panel? Yeah, well, this is pretty tough. Um, yeah, just praising Aja so much. There are so many panels in here that I could choose from. 
Um, but my favorite one, I think, since it was so grounded, so low-level crime with those bros and everything, yeah, I love that panel where he's sitting there looking at the map and he's got all these missions up there, you know. These are all the things I need to take care of. Because reading this, I was getting yeah, really into it, you know, really excited. Like, man, I, I'm, I'm really getting, getting into reading comic books again. You know? this, <laughs> yeah, this is fun, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then seeing that panel saying like, okay, yeah, this is going to go further, you know. He's got a lot of stuff to take care of, a lot of stuff to do. It really got me excited for future issues. Yeah, there's this uh, that, that kind of like it's I a, do like that one a it's lot a cool too. panel. It's the last page of issue two. So last page of issue two, you kind of see all the stuff he's dealing with, and but he's like, dealing with it in like a very like how we would deal with it. He's got yeah. his whiteboard marker, like he's got his, his everything's tacked up. It's not like a, a computer console with 3D holographic images of the world. Yeah, it's, you know? yeah, it's right, like right. Stark Labs where he's got all this stuff. He's like, only spin this holograph. And look at my problem over here, and he brings it over. It's got Sorry, like Polaroids Josh, up right. there and everything, and and uh, yeah, you just know that yeah, this guy's obviously part of the Avengers, and, and and you can get the Avengers, you know, to do these with him, but he wants to take care of the stuff by himself. You know, him and Katie are yeah. Are, and I think whoever, that's the you know, best so. part. Is like you know he's got all these friends, but he's not calling any of them to take care of the bros he's got right. that he has to deal with, right? Like he could just go, "Hey Tony, could you could you like I'm getting my ass kicked over yeah, here? Yeah, you, you get his over Iron Man suit, buddy. Come on over here. You know, <laughs> Put him on. well, that's the, that's the thing about uh, about him as a character. Uh, and I hesitate to say that it's it's a weakness in the characters. I think it's it's being developed, but it's tough. I I don't get a sense of his motivation. For going out and wanting to do things, except for then I started seeing at the end, I'm like he's just trying to find value in his. He's trying to figure out where his value lies. Yeah, I feel like um, because he could easily do this with the Avengers, and he could do all these things like that. And, and he and he he kind of pushes people away, but then he's kind of quick to jump in uh, with uh, Kate and bring her in on the mission. So it's kind of contrasting views there. Do you want to do a solo like Batman? Like sometimes he want to work solo because he doesn't want to get anyone else yeah. hurt, you know. But Clint was like, I don't want to work with the Avengers, but I'll work with you. And so, I get a sense that he's he's kind of a thrill seeker. Yeah, uh, he needs yeah, that to live, and he's also kind of trying to prove his value um, to himself because uh, it seems like he almost knows his limits, and he's trying to do good within those limits. Uh, as far yeah. as ah, I can't take on uh, Galactus, but I can take yeah. clean up this neighborhood I of Russian help, thugs. Yeah, I can't my, help my, my neighbors. Exactly, and, you know, my whole building. You know, and I get I a feeling that those things you point out on, the, on that board are all street-level things. Even right. though they're international, they're all street-level uh, um, connections. I'll, I'll go first, because I'm not... I, I, before you, Josh, because okay. I know you're going you're gonna to hit a home run, and I, I haven't looked at this for two weeks, so I picked one kind of really you quickly. you picked the same exact panel. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 take it. You take it, I'm interested in why you chose it. I mean, I was flipping through it, and again, it's so hard to choose... Oh, yeah. It's so hard to choose uh, a, a panel, but... This is the issue where they go in and it's like the circus is in town. Was that it? Was a circus? Yeah, the circus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to do this escape scene and they do like a jump through the window. Um, uh, Kate, uh, Hawkeye grabs Kate as she's uh, firing off arrows and just like smashes her through the window. And there's this great panel where you see him in silhouette. You see the pool below and the glass is shattering. It reminded me of my favorite panel that I picked from uh, Daredevil yeah. when Bullseye like um, tackles him out of the yeah. top of the thing just from a different perspective because as much as as much Dawson's Creek and and like soap opera this can be at some times as far as dealing with the mundane day-to-day life of things 
they always make sure they give you like they they let you nut. <laughs> they, 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 they give you what you want to see, like that those sweet silhouette shots, yeah. those sweet action shots, and that's a great one. Sorry, Josh. No, that's okay. Let me go totally, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally we stole it. Totally my, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think I, there's so much in there. I, 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 I picked, you know what? I picked that one too, just because I, I liked. I even liked the caption in the one you mentioned because it's okay. This looks bad, right? So <laughs> yeah, again, right, right, right. That thing. So if I could pick, the, I wanted to pick one from the car chase. But every single panel, you're just like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's you – know, there's so many, like, cool scenes with those cars. So my second pick is kind of a, a comic relief one, right? So uh, Kate's driving the car. He's got the arrows, and he shoots his putty arrow. Oh, right, that's right, like right, such yeah. a stupid trick arrow. <laughs> And he hits the he hits one of the Russian guys with a putty arrow, and he shouts "putty arrow, bro." Right? Like, <laughs> That's this is, great. Man. There's this, this great there's this great comedy throughout it too. That when you pick up a book like this, you're not necessarily expecting like funny stuff, right? You're like, oh, it's a you know. There's all these things that I think that that Fraction and, and Aja do so well in here to kind of break the stereotype of what a superhero comic is, right? There's right. so many things in here where you go, well, I didn't know you could do that with a superhero comic. I didn't know that I could care about, like, oh, like, he rescues a dog. And you're like, yeah. oh, that gets me right. Oh, man, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you really want to really know what happens to that dog. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's this weird thing. And so it's this, you, he, they do this all the time where, like, there's a really funny moment, and then there's a really good action moment, and there's, like, a really sincere moment, and it happens over and over again in this series. And, and that's just an example of, like, one of the, one of the funny kind of comical things you see uh, throughout this first volume, My Life as a Weapon. So, so you had a question, you Jonathan. You've been, uh, or as we wind down here, you've been re-exposed to comic books. Um, uh, what's the next step for you uh, besides getting married? Um, yeah. <laughs> and you probably don't want to bring the comics on your honeymoon. But is this something like? Are you going to read the rest of the series? You know what? I I will absolutely read this. Um, it, it was it was such a fun read. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you said, from from the jokes to the action. You know, just it was a fun. Fun, easy read, you know. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I would love to read, read the rest of this run here and and, and get back into comics, you know. It's a Absolutely. great. It's a great couch book. Well, because like, you sit in the couch and like, yeah, you you lose time. Oh yeah. And you don't feel like you're trudging through it. And oh, there isn't like one episode where, like filler, filler. <laughs> it's all killer. Even no the episode, filler, even man. the episode that kind of feel, even like an issue that kind of feels like filler. You're like, oh man, they I bring really, it home. They bring I really it home. Like that. There's yeah, always yeah, something yeah. something good about it. Uh, that 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 you like that, that that kind of brings you into it. So this is all out. So you can get it in trades, uh, all the volumes in it. And I'm pretty sure, and I think it's in October or November. They're putting it on an omnibus where it's all of the issues. Oh, cool! Oh, man. That's on my that's my Christmas list. Oh, I yeah. have all of I have this one, and then I have the rest of the issues in single because I picked it up late in the game, and so I missed the first. I think I've got issues. Eight on, but before that, I've got everything in single, so it's eight or nine, and I've got on from there. Uh, but it, there's, it's, I want it all in one thing. I would love so it. I can just, I, love it. So I, I can hold would, it, I would, and I, yeah, can, you're I right. can just read through it. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be a beautiful book. Oh, too. it's gonna be great. Uh, but I would love to have these in single issues. One, because I know that this is this is a big book, and those those prices are probably really yeah. high on those single issues for the for these. Uh, but the covers are beautiful. The art scheme is so cool. And Asha so, does this really cool like design on them. There's this kind of like it's like um like a like movie poster. Yeah, like uh, it's like English, like a Bond. Like yeah, a, like uh, I'm thinking of like not the like the, who was the the band that always had like the Target like the 
I don't Pearl know. Jam? <laughs> no, I thought oh, it was the who? Brand. The who? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pearl Jam had a Target. I had a shirt with a Target on it. Pearl Jam. All right, well, Josh, it is that time for it you to come time. in and, and take. Uh, are you going to Are you going to recommend this to someone? Oh yeah, I, 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 actually, this is um, this is a book that is I think you could hand to anyone who says comics. Like, what's comics? Like, this is what comics is about yeah. right now. Right now, this is what comics is about, and you're seeing a lot of comics steal that are emulating this. Yeah, style. yeah I will say emulate um, this, and they're doing it really well too. Yeah, um, uh, Batgirl. Um, Batgirl has kind of that vibe to it. Uh, Spider uh, Spider Woman does the same thing. Spider Gwen has that kind of like that same sort of feel where they're kind of it's like a punk rock comic, right? This this Marvel has this little indie universe of stuff that's just that's really fun to read. Yeah. Um, So what about you? What do you give it to? I would give it to uh, I think the same thing. Anybody who anybody who's like, why do you read comic Mm. books? This is what I'd get. Yeah. Like, this is why I read comic books. So, yeah. everything in this... It's comfortable enough, it's familiar enough that people who are kind of on the edges of the comic book world would be like, okay, I feel like I'm getting the comic book experience, but it's modern enough that they're going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we don't know what we're reading next. We, we do not, we're not sure what we're reading next. So, I can't tell our listeners what we're reading next. Yep, you'll have to go on to our website. You'll have to go on our website, www.comicexposure.com, and look at our reading list. Once we figure out what we're reading next, that'll be up there. Yeah, we have we have the books selected. We just have to put them in the right order yeah. and find the guests that are going to be good for each of the. Yeah. So, so um, maybe, you know what? Maybe what we'll do is we'll tweet them out, uh, and we'll see if we can get anyone uh, locally who won't stab us in our homes. <laughs> uh, and maybe we, we might take um, some. Uh, uh, volunteers, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We haven't talked about we'll, this. We'll see. You're seeing it right now. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so, we've got a couple books lined up. I'll tweet them out. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. Uh, on the Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't read Hawkeye and we totally spoiled it for you, that's okay. There's a whole lot left. Read this and the rest of it. You won't be disappointed. Uh, and we'll see you next trade. <laughs>